Well, welcome everybody to another edition of Last Christian. My name is J.D. Williams here in East Texas, and joining me from New York City is my co-host and my brother in Christ, Mr. David Paxton. How are things going out there in New York today, David? Oh, it's good. It's good. We had uh, the scare of a snowstorm this week, and then nothing came. Uh, That's yeah, pretty well. much how exciting it is. Yeah. Well, you know, when they say snowstorm here, um, that means we might get an inch. But the, the, <laughs> now, uh, honestly, snow down here isn't a big deal. I mean, people know how, you know, they can deal with it because there's just never any snow. But ice, now that's a whole different thing, you know. Uh, mm. What you got to remember, though, David, is from, uh, you know, up there, and I've lived in those, in the cold weather climates, and up there, you know, you got the, the, um, snow plows that come through and kick all the snow up on your on your lawn and you know mm-hmm. all over your side they walk they walk from over there and, yeah. and so when you're done with your driveway and then they, then they, they come they, by yeah. and they plow it that's exactly back. right they wait till you do the work knowing that you got to do it again especially you know the sidewalk the post office will come after you if you don't yep. have the sidewalks clear and all that kind of good stuff and you know i i was told when i first moved into cold weather make sure you live on a uh what do they call it, an emergency route or something like that? Anyway, you know, make, mm. make, make sure you live on something like that. And I always did, you know. But um, anyway, no issues. I mean, I, I know how to walk like a penguin. I, c- I can walk on ice. But um, uh, most people down here have no clue. And when it gets icy, most people just hibernate. You know, they get inside and stay because that's the safest place that you can possibly be, you know. Okay, we do have a loaded show for you, so I'm not going to waste a lot of time on the weather. Uh, instead, right. I'm going to uh, I'm going to jump right into this, and I want to remind people that I don't like getting political. However, but there we are do have times. Yeah, there are times mm. when uh, what's going on in the world, the current events of the world, and the Bible make it clear that you got to talk about politics. And if you don't think politics is in the Bible, then you hadn't read the Bible. Real clear. I mean, if you have not, if, if you truly believe that you should not, that you, that you should keep politics out of religion, then you don't, you, you don't get it. You just don't understand. Okay. And, you know, we can have a whole show on that sometime. But mm-hmm. anyway, I want to, I want to get into this uh, right off the top here. And this is um, about Donald Trump. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'm starting off with a written report, David. Uh, This one is um, where he has refused to sign a pledge against overthrowing the government. Uh, Now, that sounds really bad, right? Well, yeah, it does. um, You got to know where it comes from. Yeah, former President Donald Trump has refused to sign an optional oath that he will not advocate the overthrow of the government ahead of the 2024 election, according to an uh, analysis um, from radio station WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times. It says that the oath, which uh, political candidates in Illinois have been signing for over 50 years, comes from a cold-era law. I guess that's Cold War-era law. That was... uh, made non-mandatory in the 1970s. Now, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, the oath, which is a pledge of allegiance to the United States government and the state of Illinois, is not required. But it is a tradition when presidential candidates turn in their nominating petitions to the Illinois State Board of Elections for the state's primary held on March the 19th, which is my birthday, by Mm -hmm. the way. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. So now, I'm going to read here very quickly uh, a text from the Declaration of Independence of the United States of America. Okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I'm not reading the whole thing, but this is a paragraph from it. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator, by the way, that's God, for those of you that don't, under, don't know who their creator is, um, they are endowed by their creator with certain and unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are, inst- I can't even say this word, David, um, 
instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of those ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute mm-hmm. new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them seem shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. In other words, Trump doesn't have to sign something that he might that he's uh, he might not be in favor of the United States government remaining the way it is now. As a matter of fact, the the uh, the Declaration of Independence says, "Hey, when you get fed up with it, change it." Well, maybe he's fed exactly. up with it. I'm fed up with it. Uh, David, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's a right that we've all had. They've, they've tricked us into thinking that we have to do what they say because they're the government. Mm-hmm. And people don't even know this. The states have more rights than the federal government anyway because we're just a, a bunch of independent states, and we just all come together and say, "Okay, we'll just we'll we'll work together as a team." Yeah, but we're literally independent, and we have the right just just like we originally did the we have the right to take that government out and put a, a new one in uh but they bamboozled us so we don't do that there are a couple people who are looking to um move in that direction and we will talk about that on the show at a future date as well mm-hmm. but you're right you know this this came from the communist era the cold war they didn't want to say communism because they like communism now mm-hmm. they call it yeah. socialism right but that's where it came from oh, the whole mccarthy bit where they're like hey we got all these communists running for politics so they're like mm-hmm. let's make them sign something that says they're not going to throw us oh take us over and throw us out and then make it all communism right. so it it had some good thoughts to begin with but mm-hmm. you know just like humans it's just not perfect mm-hmm. Well, you know, one thing that jumped out at me in that report was that you swear an oath of allegiance to the United States of America and to the state of Illinois. Well, I'm sorry. I'm from mm. Texas. Okay. I was born in <laughs> Texas, and I'm not swearing an oath to Illinois under any circumstances whatsoever. I won't even swear an oath to the state of Texas, but I'm sure not going to do it to Illinois. I don't even live there. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, that's ridiculous, you know, and they they can take their oath and place it somewhere the sun doesn't shine as far as i'm concerned here's I mean, something you know, that's going to uh you know mess with your brain a little bit that the um you'll never guess who invented the pledge of allegiance and mm. i'll give you a clue okay they're masons and they made this pledge mm. they because they they're all about pledges and mm. as christians you really got to think wait a minute you know, yes, we do love our country and we do all that, but what is the Pledge of Allegiance really about? And that's not anti-American. That is, they tried to make it, you're pledging allegiance to the government and kind of thing. So that's something mm-hmm. to really look into. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know what our hearts are. Our wasn't hearts are the really Pledge pure. of Allegiance uh, created after the Civil War, or am I wrong on that? Uh, it was a little, little bit later, and originally... I, when was it? The fifties. But originally they had the uh the like this. But then you know, with the whole Hitler thing, they're like, uh, We gotta yeah, change that. Yeah. Like, clear over your heart. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can it, see where that would have been. Barrier, yeah. yeah, I can see yeah. where that would have well, been out real quick. We all think it's a great thing, you know, we we love our country, but that's how they sold it to us. I, yeah. I would encourage people to actually go look up the history of the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. It's quite eye-opening to say well um you know i'm just i'm i'm concerned that you know again they're starting in on trump I, there, there was one thing that they said you know here he is with a senior moment do they really want to go mm-hmm. there do they really want to go there okay because you know I, I i can see i i can see a commercial come out you know where okay and if you know if i was running the gop campaign i would do this i would honestly do this i would say okay um uh, you know, people are complaining that Trump may not, he may have lost his faculties. So we want to discuss that today. Here's a clip and show a clip of Trump. We couldn't find another one, but we seen as how we did it with him, we'll do it with Biden and then run about 45 yeah. seconds of them back to back to back to back to back to back to back. <laughs> do they really want to go there, David? I don't think they do, but they're getting desperate. 
just out yeah, and out. Especially the one where yes. he turns around and talks to a whole crowd of people that aren't there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the the, the most recent one and, you know, the reason that I I didn't put it is because I I really don't like slamming him too much, even though he probably does deserve it. Uh, And that is that his his wife grabbed his hand and escorted him off the stage. It's the only way he made Uh it. You know, it's ridiculous. I mean, the guy is he's got issues. Okay, here's the deal. You heard where he's not signing this pledge. Okay, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that's a good thing. I really do. I don't think anybody should play. Okay, no matter what the United States does, we're going to back them up 100%. That would be the stupidest thing in the world to sign, you know, in my opinion. It, it really would. Okay, so here, who knows what they're gonna now, do. this is a combined report. This comes from Fox News. Okay, I am a member of the U.S. Press Association. Fox News knows I play this. I am entitled to play it as a member of of the United States Press Association. This is two reports combined back to back. So let's listen to these really quick. Here we go. Now to our other top story. Former President Donald Trump appeals to the U.S. Supreme Court over Colorado's decision to keep his name off that state's primary ballot. This comes just a day after his legal team petitioned a Maine court to remain on the ballot there. Senior National Correspondent Rich Edson is following it all from Washington. Good evening, Rich. Good evening, Brett. Former President Trump's appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court argues if Colorado's ruling stands, it would mark the first time the judiciary prevented Americans from voting for a leading major party presidential candidate. Next up, the justices will decide if they'll take this case and, if so, whether to fast-track it, all while Trump's Republican challengers campaign in the early contest states. Campaign rallies in court filings. That's been the 2024 campaign as most of the Republican field travels across Iowa and New Hampshire. And former President Trump's attorneys submit petitions to courts around the country. Rightly or wrongly, chaos follows Trump. It always does. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, other Republicans, and even some Democrats have criticized decisions in Maine and Colorado to strike the former president from their primary ballots. Trump has appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, a decision from Colorado's Supreme Court, removing him from the state primary ballot. Yesterday, his attorneys petitioned a Maine state court to reverse a similar decision from the Democratic Secretary of State there. This is yet another Trump legal issue hanging over the Republican presidential primaries. A contest polling shows Trump leads by a wide margin. Governor Ron DeSantis is campaigning across Iowa, criticizing Haley. I think she's got an agenda that's really very similar, almost like the Republican version of Hillary. Haley contends her campaign has the momentum and that DeSantis's attacks against her shows he's desperate. The former South Carolina governor was also asked again today about her response last week to a question about the reason behind the Civil War. What I should have said immediately was that the Civil War was about slavery, but I just assumed that that was a given. DeSantis's campaign has called Haley's original answer an inexplicable gaffe. Haley's campaigning in New Hampshire. This morning, her campaign announced it raised $24 million in the fourth quarter of 2023, more than double any previous quarter. This morning, House Majority Whip Tom Emmer endorsed Trump. The top five in House Republican leadership have now all endorsed the former president. Attorney General, as you know, uh, the Supreme Court will be taking up on February 8th to the arguments for or against Colorado removing Donald Trump from its ballot. Uh, Whatever your personal views, and you've made them very clear, the former president, you think that is an overreach for states to start doing stuff like that, right? Well, absolutely. I, uh, I think last time I was on your show, Neil, I said I thought the Supreme Court would take it up very quickly and smack it down very quickly. Regardless of what I you know, think of, yeah. of Trump and the fact that I oppose his renomination, I think he has to be beaten at the ballot box. And these heavy-handed efforts to disenfranchise his supporters, uh, I think, are counterproductive. If anything, they make him stronger. If anything, it makes him stronger, and I totally mm-hmm. agree with that. Uh, now, one one thing in that report that was said there was uh, Nick, Nikki Haley said, where Trump goes, uh, chaos follows. Well, no, not really. Where Trump mm-hmm. goes, things actually happen. Promises are yeah. actually kept. And mm-hmm. chaos. He even made Rocket Man calm down. Yeah. I mean, uh, chaos. Chaos is Nikki Haley, in my opinion. And, you know, I, I got nothing against Nikki Haley. I really don't, except for the fact that she thinks that China's a great ally. 
I mean, now that should mm. give you, you know, that that should give you some reason to think about whether or not she. Uh, another thing, red dragon. Another thing that really bothers me, and it bothers me whether or not it was Bill Barr, the former Attorney General, that you guys just heard, whether it's Nikki Haley, whether it's Ron DeSantis. No, I don't care who it is. If they accepted a position under President Donald J. Trump, mm-hmm. and then they go back and they talk bad about him. As far as I'm concerned, they are disqualified from ever holding office again because you can't trust them. They really them. are. I mean, that's the only reason we know their names. Yeah. I mean, the only uh, reason we know either one of them is because Trump put them in office. And I'll throw Mike Pence in there, too. Nobody would know who Mike Pence yep. is outside of Indiana if he hadn't got in it. But because he stabbed Trump in the back politically, because he didn't do his job, in my opinion, as a member mm-hmm. of the press, he didn't do his job because of that. Now he's going to turn on Trump. Well, I'm sorry. You saw how much uh, how much traction a presidential bid got for him. I think he might have got up to 2% at one time, but that's it. And that's people that didn't know who he was, in my opinion. Mm. Do you have a comment on that, David? Yeah, it, it's just the same old thing. They, it, Everyone is using everyone else to, you know, for the photo op to try and, and gain some traction. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, no matter what we do, they're going to just install who they want anyway. Yeah, and that's pretty the, much true. you know, first time Trump ran, um, they, they planned, you know, Hillary, cause she said, it's my turn, but he had just had so many votes mm-hmm. that it just blew their algorithm out of the water. So they yeah. quadrupled their efforts the next <laughs> time around. Yeah. And I'm not sure that those efforts that they used last time, and I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, party to a conspiracy theory by the way um no you know i'm I, i'm not going to do that i accept the results for an election and i'm going to tell you why now, this is something that christians probably um some people say well you're crazy i mean there was definitely fraud well no i can't say that and the reason i i can't say that is because the bible tells me that god puts people in charge mm-hmm. and i feel like that god yeah god put biden in charge and I think he because put him in charge. I think he put him in charge for a reason, and that is to take the United States out of the equation when it comes to the Gog and Magog war and the protection of Israel. That is my mm-hmm. that's my personal opinion, protected by the United States Constitution, freedom protected of speech. By God, Amen. So, yeah, right along those lines, you know, even the evil governments. He he says, you know. If the country deserves it, he's going to let the evil government reign. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as Christians, we are to be called out anyway. Our kingdom is not of this world. We're ambassadors, regardless of who's in there, whether they're Amen. good or bad or ugly. Amen. Um, but he allows that. He allows good ones to get in if the nation is starting to seek him and allows the bad ones to get in if the nation is not seeking him. And turning the way we've gone. I mean, just read Romans chapter one. Right. Basically, his, he gave everybody over. He's like, okay, I'm done with you. Now yeah. you're going to believe that those evil things are the right things. And that's that's where we're at. This mm-hmm. is It's judgment, 100%. Yeah, I agree, 100%. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, now, the rest of the news today really centers on Israel. And that's a good thing, because that's where we need to be mm-hmm. focused on, is Israel. Um, uh, I've gone over this in the past. David, you can... Uh, chime in on this if you want to, but I watched a guy, um, my dad used to watch this particular minister on television a lot uh, when he was still alive. Mm-hmm. And this, now, uh, to where you guys won't think bad about my dad backing this guy up, you got to remember, this is like in the 70s and 80s, okay, way, way back then. Um, I think his name is John, first name is John. I'm not 100% sure on the first name. I know the last name for sure. Hagee. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Now um, he yeah, had been a, around a little bit. Yeah, he had a show. And by the way, my dad didn't see the show I'm talking about. Okay, but anyway, he had a show mm-hmm. in which he said that there were blo- there was blood moons were popping up all over the place. You know, this was this was a couple of years ago, two or three years ago. And, yeah, in 2017. Uh, so I went and and talked to my uh, minister. I said, okay, is this a big mm-hmm. deal? I mean, is this you know, is this like a clue? Is this what's coming? He said, nope. Don't pay any attention to it. Right. If it's not seen in Israel, it doesn't count. 
And I agree with that. Yeah, some of them were. There was was a handful of them that were. People think, uh, like, oh, you see it in America. But Mm -hmm. there were um, blood moons over Israel at different points, like in 2015. uh, And then in 20, like, and then there was a series of them, Mm -hmm. which was pretty remarkable. Yeah, I think that series thing was what was what cleaved. I'm I'm not sure. Like I said, it's been it's been a while. But um, anyway, I I don't listen to the guy. You know, my dad did. Uh, I don't listen to him, and he may have changed. You know, his uh, uh, who knows. Uh, well, you got to remember too. Uh, signs are um, ahead of the game, and I think you know we get zealous as because I'm a prophecy teacher, so we look mm-hmm. for these things. Yeah, but you got to be you know discerning about it. You can't mm-hmm. like the Bereans. Let's check and see if this is true. You know. Right. The, those in Berea, they checked the word to see if this was true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's exciting. Hey, oh, I see this. Okay, let's go look it up and let's yeah. find out. There you go. And I think yeah. in um, being people being overly zealous about it may have misconstrued a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you know, the fourth one was right on Rosh Hashanah uh, or Yom Teruah or the hidden day, the day of blowing trumpets. It was literally on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so the... Um, they thought, okay, this is it. This is the rapture. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. no, it's a sign telling you the rapture <laughs> is coming yeah. up. Yeah. So you can't you can't have a sign like you're, if you're going down the highway and and you're doing seventy miles an hour out by you fifty five if you're here. The um, <laughs> you can't have a sign that's just at the exit because you're going to read the sign as you're passing the exit. Yeah. The yeah. sign has to be ahead of the exit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So any signs that were there were pointing to the time about to come up, just like the star mm-hmm. uh, of what we call the star of Bethlehem, but it was actually a star formation when we talked about this, the Magi in our Christmas show. Mm-hmm. They saw it, but it was ahead of time. It took them two years to get there. The signs were there because, okay, now's the time. Now you need to set everything in motion and go. Mm-hmm. It's ahead of the signs. So I do think there were signs that were ahead of the time and a lot of my ilk got overzealous and it's like, and they're sitting there waiting, you know, I got the bags packed waiting for the laughter. It's like, <laughs> I mean, you should have that all the time anyway, but they thought uh, it was like that day. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what happened that, you know what? I'd rather be that way though. I'd rather have someone be overzealous about the Lord returning than not interested at all. Than not interested. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. I totally, I totally agree with that again. Um, now, even though we're getting down toward the end of the first half of the show here, I do want to uh, get one more thing in because it's United States related. And United the, States. the uh, you know, Israel is at war in Gaza. We know that. Um, we also know that the United States is apparently trying to play both sides against the middle saying, yeah, we support Israel and all they're doing. However, we want them to stop. Now, you know, if that makes sense yep. to you, uh, then you're doing better than me. But anyway, this is a report um, at a Reuters, and this is Blinken, mm-hmm. Inkin, Blinken, and Nod. I hear I can't help it. Every time this guy's name comes up, that, <laughs> that pops Blinken. in my mind. Okay, anyway, uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken assured Arabian leaders that Washington opposes the forcible displacement of Palestinians from Gaza or the West Bank as he looked to kickstart talks on Gaza's post-war future. Now, he's quoted here as saying Palestinian civilians must be able to return home as soon as conditions allow. They cannot, they must not be pressed to leave Gaza. And my question is, why not? Why can't they be pressed to leave Gaza? If you're if Why? you are yeah, yeah if, if you're uh, uh, going to attack us, I would prefer you not be there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. make, uh, does, does that make sense? Your enemy is there. You can get rid of them, but no, we're going to go ahead and let them stay there. They're, they won't do it again. They they won't hurt us again. No, does that make no, any no. sense at all to you, David? Any at all? Nah, they're, I mean they're they're using them as pawns. We just go right back to that the whole the greater community. Uh, they're brawlers, and they don't care about themselves, let alone anyone else. Mm-hmm. So they're using this little group, Hamas, over here, while the bigger groups are all gearing up. 
getting and ready. They're using them. Yeah. Pawns. Uh, hey, go sacrifice the pawns so we can win the bigger game and right. even sell it to them like that. Yeah. You know, oh, you're going to have this reward in heaven if you do this. And mm. they ain't getting no reward in heaven. No, there's no, no reward in heaven. There is a destination called hell. Yeah, that's all you got. Um, lake of fire. Now, uh, Blinken is currently touring the region over there amid these heightened fears that Israel's offensive against Hamas in Gaza will spark a broader regional conflict, and it will, in my opinion. It will. The Bible mm -hmm. says that Israel is going to be attacked from the north, south, east, and west. So I think that's a bigger battle. I really do. And uh, yep. anyway, Blinken uh, ends his little thing here by saying, this is a moment of profound tension for the region. This is a conflict that could easily metazolize something like that. There you go. Thank you for the word correction there. Um <laughs> causing even more insecurity and suffering. There's always going to be insecurity and suffering until God puts an end to it. So just to yep, kind of let you know. Rain. Yeah. Anytime so, you have a government ruled by man, you know, it's, it's evil. Yeah. And it's only until the king comes and we'll have a righteous government. But I want to touch on that too. Um, we talked about, you know, here, here we are being pretty much useless. Uh, Ezekiel 38 and we'll start in 12 and it's, you know, it's, coming um oh wait actually let's start in 11 you you'll say i will go up against the land of unwalled villages mm -hmm. okay so it's going to be a point very soon where if it's unwalled it means they're living at some kind of peace and security right mm -hmm. i will mm -hmm. go against those who are at rest and live securely all of them living without walls and having no bars or gates to mm -hmm. capture spoil and to seize plunder to turn your hand against the waste places which are now inhabited and against the people who are gathered from the nations who have acquired cattle and goods who live at the center of the world. So we all know where that is. Yeah, center of the world is Israel and is Jerusalem specifically. Yep. Yeah. Sheba and Dudan and the merchants of Tarshish with all its villages will say to you, have you come to capture spoil? Mm -hmm. Have you assembled your company to seize plunder to carry away silver and gold? And to take away cattle and goods, and this is what they're saying now. Yep. Oh, okay, David, we got a break. We got a break. We got a break, but we're oh. going to pick it up right away in the second half of the show. Y'all hang in there. We'll be back right after the break. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Nick Harper. Donald Trump has appeared at a trial in Washington D.C. where his lawyers have been pushing for presidential immunity. His lawyers say he can't be tried in a federal election interference case because his actions, while president, make him immune. Ever since Caroline Malone reports from Washington. An historic case in unprecedented times. A former U.S. president trying to argue he's immune from prosecution and can't be tried in events related to the January 6th Capitol riot. All this while Donald Trump is campaigning to be leader once again. His lawyers are likely to argue there's already been an impeachment hearing on it in Congress. And while the House found him guilty of inciting an insurrection, the Senate let him off. Whether Trump is found immune or not, the case is likely to go to the Supreme Court, which may mean delaying the planned start of the actual trial from March 4th. Caroline Malone, Washington. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has met with Israeli leaders in a bid to calm regional tensions. Washington has been pressuring its ally to do more to protect civilians in Gaza amid concerns over a broader spillover of the conflict. FSN's U.S. correspondent William Denslow reports. According to the State Department, Anthony Blinken discussed ways of promoting regional integration with Israel's President Isaac Herzog. The two also talked about how to ensure Israel's security while also working towards the establishment of an independent Palestinian state. Blinken has also met with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as concerns over the humanitarian situation in Gaza grow. United Nations officials warned that the health system in the Palestinian enclave is collapsing at a very rapid pace. This is Blinken's fourth visit to the region since the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel. During this trip, he's also met with leaders from Jordan, Saudi Arabia, the UAE and Qatar. United and Alaska Airlines say that they've found loose parts on multiple grounded Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft. 
It's raised new concerns about the manufacturing process for the passenger planes. Top Boeing executives will be hosting an all-hands safety meeting with staffers on Tuesday. FSN's Jody Jacobs has more. When the plug door of the Boeing 737 MAX 9 blew off in mid-air, it stunned the world. But once U.S. authorities had grounded all MAX 9 aircraft, Alaska Airlines said its technicians found loose hardware on some of the other airlines' Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft. The discovery was made as technicians began preparing sections of the aircraft for inspections by the Federal Aviation Administration. United Airlines undertook a similar investigation and have said it too found loose bolts and other issues with the aircraft. Meanwhile, Boeing's stock price fell nearly 8% during Monday's trading. Jody Jacobs, New York. From Bureaus Worldwide, this is FSN. And welcome back to the second half of The Last Christian. Again, my name is J.D. Williams, and joining me there from New York, Mr. David Paxton. And David, I want to go right back to you because uh, you were right in the middle of, of giving people some information they really need to hear. So I'm going to kick it right back to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And um, so we were just talking about, you know, the attitude is going to be. So there's going to be a time, it's going to be really soon, where they're going to have peace and safety. And it talks about this in Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. Uh, 38 and 11 and um, you know living securely and so it's going to be like a surprise to them all mm -hmm. this stuff that we're doing now they're going to say oh it's getting too much and then all of a sudden this guy's going to come in from nowhere and bring peace and and enforce this covenant we all know him as a uh, ac the antichrist <laughs> so He's going to come in, he's going to do, hey, when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon him. Mm -hmm. But it's going to have the same attitude. So it says you came to capture a spoil and uh, and to plunder, turn your hands against the waste places which are now inhabited. And that's Israel was a waste place and it's yeah. now inhabited. Yeah, it was. Yeah. People gather from the nation to cattle and goods and live at the center of the world. All of these descriptions is, is Jerusalem and Israel surrounding it. Mm -hmm. Now, check this out. Sheba and Dudan and the merchants of Tarshish with all the young lions thereof. Okay. That's interesting because some of the other versions don't have the young lions part in there, but the King James does. Ah, now, yeah. uh, the, the New American Standard says Sheba and Dudan and the merchants of Tarshish with all its villages will say to you, have you come to capture spoil? And then King James says, merchants of Tarshish with all the young lions thereof shall mm -hmm. say unto thee. So they interpreted young lions as villages. Mm. All right. So you got to ask yourself, well, why did, why would he do that? Because if he said young lions, there's a reason for it. That's true. There's many and Tarshish, uh, very many prophecy te teachers are, uh, convinced that Tarshish was England, and that's mm, where they went mm -hmm, because right. even right. history of England talks about the the tin trade because they had they made tin and that's where they went to get it. And you know we got this concept of oh they nobody nobody could travel that far back then. No, they did. They traveled the whole world. And they even yeah. traveled to this continent. So don't believe that nonsense. Um, but Tarshish will be England, and then England has the the emblem of a lion. True. Okay. Very so true. all the young lions are all the countries that England basically offspring. You got mm -hmm. you got Canada. You got the United States. You got um, you know uh, South Africa. You got India. You got Australia. All of these young lions. So there's good reason to believe that that's what they're talking about. And they're going to come in and go, what are you doing? You're taking stuff. <laughs> and what, this yeah. is what Blinken is doing now. Yeah. Well, it's you know, this is, oh, yeah, th this is what I've been talking about for a long time is the fact that uh, when this goes down, yeah, people are going to be against it. There's going to be people that are against it. There's going to be countries that are against them attacking Israel. And what they're going to do is they're going to go to the United Nations and they're going to stomp their feet and yell a lot. And that's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, and, you know, if you don't believe me, look at other world events that have happened over the years and tell me about how they didn't go into the U.N., jump up and down, yell a lot, and nothing happened. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, history is something that you better Pay attention to, or you'll repeat it. Yeah, I know. I stole that quote from somebody, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, 
I do want, as I said, get into um, more about Israel and what's going on over there. And, you know, one thing um, that Hamas was really high on, you know, they said, hey, you know, we're t- we, uh, Israel's going after our hospitals. They're, they're killing kids. They're going after schools and all this kind of thing. Remember all that crap? Okay. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Here's a news report. It comes out of Fox News. Again, I'm a member of the U.S. Press Association. Now. They know I share yeah, this yeah. information. Um, there is a photo now that has emerged that North Korean-made weapons um, against Israel. Uh, they're, 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 they're sending these, these weapons to Gaza, the North Koreans. Okay? Now, they're doing this in a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. All right. The evidence reveals that North Korea is providing Russia with these missiles. The photo evidence mm-hmm. uh, shows that Hamas terrorists are using weapons manufactured in North Korea in its war against Israel. Now, South Korea's spy agency is reporting this, and they said that it's collecting uh, evidence of North Korea's suspected arms sales to Hamas though it was unable to share any such evidence to pr- to uh, protect its sources and in consideration of diplomatic ties with Russia, I assume. They could care less about Israel. Um, the F-7 rocket is a propelled grenade launcher, is a shoulder-fired weapon that, that fighters typically use against armored vehicles. These rocket launchers... A fire a single warhead and can be quickly reloaded. That's a key right there. Be quickly reloaded. They want something that they can do, you know, as much damage as, as they can. In addition to the F-7 rocket launcher, Hamas propaganda videos and photos have reportedly shown uh, the fighters with North Korea's uh, guided anti-tank missile. Uh, and then lastly here, North Korea has maintained diplomatic relations with Palestinian leaders since 1966. Uh, in 2012, the U.S. detected a North Korean cargo plane reportedly carrying rockets and rocket-propelled grenades that had been bound for Hamas. So in other words, the North Koreans, you know, they're, and I'm sure they're doing this with the urgent of Russia. I mean, they're, you know, uh, they're not going to do anything unless either China or Russia mm-hmm. tells them it's okay. They're not going to do anything on their own because they're not big enough to do that. Do uh, you have any comment on that, David? Yeah, I mean, it's a great red dragon, so he's going to swing his tail and third of the stars will fall in mm-hmm. Revelation 12. So that's fun and interesting. But North Korea, I mean, they don't have any money. So no. guess where they're getting it from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buddy. You are right that they don't have any money. I mean, that's a that is a major poor country. Yeah, but, but yeah, they're 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 fomenting the chaos. We talked about that in the last show. They've they've always got to have this fight, and it's always the the, the two brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, North Korea, South Korea, North Vietnam, South Vietnam. The Ukraine, the same people as the Russians. Yeah. They uh, it, Esau and Jacob. You know, it, it's the same Ishmael and Isaac. Yeah, yeah, same old story. Well, um, okay, so that's North Korea sending weapons. Mm. Now, now, we know that Russia is doing it. Okay, I mean, I don't think there's any debate there at all. We know Russia's doing it. Now we have proof that North mm-hmm. Korea is doing it. And now we got Hamas has been found with advanced Chinese-made arms. This is mm-hmm. uh, from the uh, Israel National News. Uh, actually, it came from the British newspaper, The Telegraph. Uh, they oh, reported nice. that Israel uncovered a cache uh, containing copious amounts of Chinese-manufactured weapons and arms in Hamas headquarters in the Gaza Strip. Besides ammunition for M16 assault rifles and telescopic scopes, the idea found eavesdropping and uh, tactical communication devices all made in China. Uh, now, it says that Iran, Iran may not have notified the Chinese about the arms transfer to Hamas. Yeah, yeah maybe. To tell the maybe, truth maybe, about anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. An, an, Israeli, an Israeli intelligence source told the British newspaper that the intelligence community was surprised to find the weapons since Israel had good ties with the People's Republic. Well, 
that's idiotic. You know, China mm-hmm. is going to use any kind. They'll, they'll be nice to you as long as you do what they tell you to do or what they want you to do, and they'll turn on you in a heartbeat mm-hmm. when you don't. So, I mean, that's an idiotic thing to put into a report, in my opinion. Uh, go ahead there, David. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You, you really expect them to do that? How about the uh, the, the snake and the, uh, what is it, uh, the, the frog and the scorpion? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm a scorpion. That's what I do. Well, so, uh, go ahead. Yeah, of course, Iran didn't say anything, but they, here's the deal. China knew anyway, mm-hmm. but they told Iran not to say anything. This way, they, you know, I got a feeling you're right. Culpability. Yeah, I got a feeling you're right on that one. Deniability. Yeah. Yeah. This report, by the way, um, it came from uh, many other uh, reports of a worsening of China-Israeli relations since the Gaza War began. It says as early as the first week of the war, the Chinese Foreign Minister called Israel's reaction to the October 7th massacre, something that was beyond common, uh, beyond self-defense. No, it's not beyond self-defense. If, you know, if, if you've got an army in front of you and they're shooting at you and you shoot back, you continue to shoot back until they're gone. Mm-hmm. That's not an overreaction. Yeah, 100%. yeah that's not an overreaction. That's finishing the job. Yeah. And who said they can limit their, they're only limited to self-defense anyway? Yeah. Oh, I'm only allowed to block your punches? No, I'm going to punch you so you don't punch me anymore. Yeah. Well, I have seen reports that uh, Hamas did not think Israel would go this far. You know, that, <laughs> that the retaliation was more than they expected. I mean, they expected retaliation. They didn't expect Israel to go to war and attack them. They didn't expect them to actually invade the Gaza Strip and go after the commanders that are cowardly and tell other people to do their bidding, but they stay as far mm-hmm. away from it and hide as deep and behind children as they possibly can. So, yeah, I, got, I can tell you this too. Um, Hamas is a, they, they didn't know because the people that are using them as pawns told them, no, 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 don't worry about it. We got this. Israel's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. So them being pawns and somewhat dimwitted, say, oh, okay, we'll do it. We'll go do that, and it, it won't be so bad. But they were told <laughs> by their own people. Yeah. To, no, don't worry about it. Just go do it. Well, that's they, how evil uh, they are. That they would yeah. do that to their own people, even. Well, you know, they are dedicated to the destruction of Israel. There's no doubt about that. Mm. And. You know, they just goofed. They overstepped it this time, and Israel was tired. And, um, uh, you know, one big part of this is who is in charge in Israel right now, Benjamin Netanyahu. Mm-hmm. They might have actually gotten away with something uh, had it been. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that for, for a 100% fact, but they may have uh, gotten away with it with another prime minister. I don't know. But they sure as they mm-hmm. weren't going to get away with it with him. But okay, so we've got Russia that is supplying arms to be used against Israel, China, North Korea, and of course the big one, Iran, and then all the proxies. You got the Gaza Strip. You got uh, you got Hezbollah to the north. You got the Houthis mm-hmm. to the west, and to the south can be basically anybody. It really, I mean, it's pretty easy. Um, now, one thing that has come out, and again, this is uh, per Fox News, and this one I'm going to be following very, very carefully as it unfolds, and that is that Israel knows the location of the Hamas chief, Yahar Sinwar. Um, Ooh. Uh, he is the big boy, okay? And uh, now he is... He is using hostages as human shields. Surprise, surprise. Okay. Um, It says here that Israel believes that there are at least 133 Israeli and foreign hostages being held in Gaza, though it's unclear how many of them are still alive. And now, again, this is just my opinion. Okay. I don't have any facts to back it up. Pure opinion. 
But I think the reason that the first um, ceasefire came to an end when it did is because they ran out of hostages. Mm. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a bunch more that are alive there. I don't know. But um, I do know that there have been dead hostages that they drug back into uh, into the Gaza Strip. So how many are still alive? I mean, do we have? Do we really have any clue how many of these hostages that they took are still alive? Any clue? No, it's so sad. Yeah, I, I sure don't know about it. Um, anyway, they still say that they're negotiating, and you know maybe they can get something going again. Uh, and you know what's really incredible to me? People want to jump on Israel left and right. You know, oh, they're so bad and all this kind of stuff. Well, Israel is is giving back twice as many people as they're taking. You know, Hamas sends, what, 10, 10 hostages back, and Israel mm-hmm. releases 100 of their fighters or something like that. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, now I'm making up these numbers, by the way, but, you know, that's there's a huge disparity there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and it's, I mean, that's the way it always goes, but they'll still get blamed for everything anyway. Everything, just- yeah. The way it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Until the Messiah returns. And they're going to continue to get this until they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, here's another one. And this one should get your attention a little bit. This is from the Israeli Defense Force. It said that the largest weapons production facility since the beginning of the war has been found in Gaza. Um. In recent weeks, the IDF's 36th Division has been operating in Burja, in central Gaza Strip, a dense civilian area. Notice I said civilian area, not military. Okay, it's located in central Gaza Strip, a civilian area used by Hamas terrorists, and I always like mm-hmm. to emphasize that, terrorists, to manufacture large quantities of weapons used by the terrorist organization during the October 7th massacre. I always like to make that clear, too. This isn't an assassination when they go in and they take out a a terrorist. It's not an assassination. It's called the elimination of evil, and I support it 100%. I hope they get them all. Since the beginning of the war, Hamas has indiscriminately Listen to that one carefully for those of you that support Hamas. Since the beginning of the war, Hamas has indiscriminately fired thousands of rockets from the Gaza Strip at Israel. Now, I don't see any uh, any complaints going on in the UN right now. I don't see any resolutions coming out about this, making them stop. They want Israel to stop retaliating, but they don't want to stop the aggressor. Uh, how, how does that make sense? Go ahead, David. It's, it just doesn't. It, it just doesn't. I mean, there's a, it, how can you do it? It's just crazy. It's just upside down world. But it goes right back to, you know, in Romans where it's, he's given people over to the delusion where right is wrong, up is down. Mm-hmm. And here we are in this crazy world. Just It just proves we're that much closer to the return of Christ. All oh. of these things. Yeah, absolutely. Everything. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, remember twenty years ago, you'd you'd have to this this right here. You'd take a week on reporting it. Now we can't even keep up with the reporting of the prophecies (laughs) that are going on. Mm. Well, yeah, I got a couple more reports here. Um, uh, This one I didn't provide to you earlier, David. I think I mentioned it to you though before it went on. Um, and it comes from Fox News that Hezbollah is uh, claiming that. Its top commander was killed in Israel in an airstrike. Mm-hmm. Um, this Hamas, this, this was in Syria. The guy's name is, uh, and I'll I'll butcher it. I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. It deserves uh, to be butchered. <laughs> uh, Wassam Al Tawil, the top oh. Hezbollah official responsible for training militants. In other words, he's responsible for training terrorists, not militants. Terror. Yeah, militants. Um, Remember Bugs yeah. Bunny, and he would say, Hassan, chop. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> uh, uh, it says here that uh, he was in Lebanon. Uh, he was traveling in a car with another Hezbollah member 
in the village of Majashim when he was struck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it says here, uh, this is a very painful strike. <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess. Um, For and, him especially. And then they go on to say, and things will really flare up now. You know, uh, yeah. Well, well, like, uh, like, yeah, like it's um, change can you imagine, you know, and j- just for oh, a second, you made me mad. Come on. Just a moment here to just think, put yourself in shoes of people over there. And let's say, I mean, you don't, you know, the only reason that you're even around them is because if you're not, they'd kill you. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, imagine them walking into a room and there's like, you know, and, and by the way, I'm not saying this has ever happened, but I kind of envision it. Um, big room. Just say there's 200 people in there. Okay, they're all chanting, and they got their they got their little holy book that they go by, and they're you know death to Israel, death to Israel, death to Israel, and all that. And then this guy walks in, he gets up on stage, and he says, "Okay, um, what's his name here? Uh, was just killed, um, and now we need a new leader. Whoever wants to be the leader, raise your hand." <laughs> I wonder how many hands go up until they finally say, hey, you know what? You were such a good guy the other day. We're going to let you be the guy. Yeah, you're the leader now. (laughs) I don't want to be the leader. (laughs) I mean, I just can't imagine. You know, it's hard for me. Maybe maybe they relish going and dying. Maybe maybe they actually buy their own BS. I don't know. But. The thing is, is that everybody that is tabbed to be a leader, it's like, okay, you are now a dead man walking. That's really what it comes yeah, down to, right? I, <laughs> yeah, I suspect that the only reason they even publicized this one is because it was so blatantly open and obvious. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many they've taken out that they won't admit to, you know, oh, because yeah. they were taken out either in secret oh, yeah. or, you know, uh, oh, yeah. where it was at nighttime or something. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Israel has taken out a bunch of these, uh, a bunch of these guys constantly. Um, mm. Now, in France, the prime minister has resigned amid immigration law blowback. Now, when I first, I told mm-hmm. David about this before we went on the air, and he said Macron, and I was like, No, it's not Macron. I guess he, I guess he's the president. You know, some countries nope. have presidents and prime ministers and all. You know, all. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is Elizabeth Bourne. And uh, she, Born was, identity. Yeah, she was forced out after less than two years in office by Macron. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, so is that anyway. because Macron wants to keep forcing the, the <laughs> I immigrants thought you were going with Macron in? candy there for a second. Okay. Macrons or whatever. It. Yeah. Okay. Macaroons. Yeah. <laughs> Macaroons. That's Macaroons. it. That's it. I used to watch The Sopranos. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, the macaroon, does he want to, is he the one who wants to keep bringing the immigrants in? And she said, <laughs> I don't want to, or was it the other way around? Yeah, uh, well, it, it looks like she, it looks like she was forced out. I mean, I can't say that for sure, but it looks that way. Yeah, um, probably because she was against the immigration. Yeah, probably. I mean, the whole country's in an uproar over there. We talk about Israel and stuff, but I mean, over there and in Spain, they're like literally throwing the people out. Yeah, like gathering up all the immigrants, and you don't hear about that anywhere. Yeah. you see it. You know, people post stuff from all over, um, but no one wants to pick it up, and you know, Facebook and everything takes it down. But they're literally having marches where all the the national, you know, the the natives basically are there, and they're going and gathering up these people, and they either disappear or they're back in their own country or something. Mm-hmm. But they're not taking it anymore, mm-hmm. and they don't want that to get out because then you know we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Which well, you should know, do that. I uh, there's some report. I can't really get into specifics right now because I don't have enough information yet. But there is an an effort going on right now to convince President Biden to continue to build Trump's wall and just change it and make it into Biden's wall. Okay, I'm just, I'm just. You know, I'm just saying, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if you hear this coming up in the next it, yeah. uh, week or so. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, and then he'll have ice cream shops all along the world. <laughs> be great. I do want to make you uh, aware of a, a situation in Syria. And this, you know, President uh, 
Assad, he's basically, you know, just a figurehead. And uh, everybody tells him what to do. Iran tells him what to do. Uh, Russia tells him what to do. And uh, anyway, this report says that there is now an ongoing slaughter going on in Syria as uh, mm. Russia is taking advantage of the war in Gaza uh, and has begun the most violent bombings of civilians since they have been have been there. Uh, nearly 200 civilians were killed in bombardment and gunfire by uh, Assad's forces in 2023. And remember, Assad's forces are not near as much as Russia or China or Iran. So, anyway, kind of kind of scary stuff there. Um, well, remember on the last show we were talking about uh, Padanorama? Mm. Padanoram? Yeah. And like, where's yeah. that? <laughs> that's that's um, Syria. Yeah. Ar- Aram. Yeah. That's yeah. where we get the word like Aramaic. Yeah. It all yeah. comes from like Syria. Yeah. Yeah, so Persia was walking through there, yeah. and that's when that's when he wrestled with God. He was up walking through Syria, where that is right now. Yeah. Uh, last thing here: Aram. Israel is shifting uh, deadlier strikes on Iran-linked targets in Syria. In other words, they're kind of pulling back a little bit out of Gaza, and now they're starting to concentrate more uh, towards Syria. And what I have, uh, I think I told you, David, that. The way I looked at this is this: it it looks like they're marching toward, not literally marching, but aiming their intentions or whatever toward Damascus, Syria. And I see seventeen mm-hmm. one coming in, Isaiah seventeen one. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I'm convinced that's next. I mean, again, I'm just taking a wild guess. That's based on the information that I have. Every coming in from everywhere, as well as my reading of the Bible, I think that that's next. The, the destruction of Damascus. You may agree or disagree, and you got like one minute to tell me. <laughs> Ready, go. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm wondering, because remember, prophecy is esoteric, um, and you'll know what it means, like the minute after it happens, you'll know right. exactly what it means. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm wondering if that's going to be like a catalyst for the end times or if that's going to be part of the final seven years so and there's there's conjecture on both sides of that Mm -hmm. argument but it's clearly imminent because we know the rapture is imminent we know the seven years is imminent so does that come beforehand and maybe a cause of it does that come after everything happens i don't know it's gonna be interesting to find out that's uh, that's kind of where I've been on this all along. Is I don't know the order, but I know what's happening. Okay, you're going to have mm-hmm. uh, you're going to have the destruction of Damascus. You're going to have the Gog and Magog war, right? Um, but I can't tell you which is going to happen first. And the rapture's in there somewhere, but it could be in first, middle, last of those of those couple of things that I just mentioned there. Okay, we have uh, come to the end of this edition of Last Christian, and next time is our weekly uh, verse-by-verse Bible reading with uh, Mr. David Paxton, and I do encourage you guys to tune in then. No matter what radio station that you may be listening to us on or what uh, device, you can also go to www.lastchristian.net. We hope that you'll join us next time, and until then, good night and God bless. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here and at www.lastchristian.net until the trumpet sounds. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council.